Hiya folks, if you're new in town, don't be shy and just stand by. Let me explain to you how this works. Feeling bored or lonely and you need someone to watch cartoons with? Then look no further, because I'm here to play in your ear. You can listen to the podcast alone or alongside the cartoon. The choice is yours. Either way, let's get to tune along. Hey, welcome back to Tune Along. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for coming down. Chilling with me. Just wanted to watch a little episode today. It's Friday night. It's late Friday night, but you know how it is on Friday nights when it comes to cartoons, folks. If you grew up back in the 90s, you know they had those, you know, those the hardcore shows Friday night. But right now, I'm not coming at you with a hardcore show. In fact, the opposite. I'm coming at you with something that's more root-based. Uh, it's Santo Baguito. It's a show created by Arlene Klasky and Gabor Supo. Let's go ahead and start the episode, and we'll get into it. We'll start talking about it away. So uh, get ready, guys, in three... Oh, no, sorry. I should probably say it's uh, this is season one, episode two. It's called Sioux City. If you're able to find that episode... Um, I think they have, might have it on YouTube as a, as a free watch or something like that. It's hard to find. Like you're not going to find seasons of this online, or, you know, to buy on Amazon. So if you if you're able to find an episode, it is Santa Baguito season one, episode two, Sioux City. Let's go ahead and start in three, two, one, play. Ah, I got a couple bugs running across the screen. Now, okay, the only the here's the big reason why I wanted to watch this tonight. I was having a bit of a you know, a bit of a a reminiscence, if you will, just thinking back about old Friday night cartoons. Now, this show, for myself anyway, played on Friday nights. It it did play. I think, I think maybe earlier on it played weeknights, but then I think afterwards it got pushed to the Friday night, uh, you know, showcase somewhere between, you know, the hit list and reboot. Somewhere between there, it, it might have had a, f- a showing back in 97, 98. Uh, but this show has always stuck with me in the back of my mind. Like I said, it's it's a show that I've not remembered uh, necessarily the name or the characters, but it's just a show I remember watching. You know, the, the artsiness of it, the way it looks. And I always thought it looked like Rugrats. And I always thought it looked like... Uh... Sorry, I said Arlene Klasky and Gabor Supo. I think it's only Arlene Klasky from... I'm looking right here on the credits, but it's it's Rugrats. It's the same, it's the same personnel that made Rugrats. Same personnel that made, you know, as told by Ginger, uh, or Wild Thornberries, but just a really cool show. I think it's actually genius. I think it's actually um, very educational in a way. It talks about bugs. Talks about the different, uh, you know, different species, if you will, but. Oh, just the memories I've got of this show. I don't know if you guys out there remember actually watching this show uh, when it aired on TV and not just watching it online years later as a major fan of, uh, you know, the creators of Rugrats and Our Real Monsters, but watching the show for what it was, for when it came out, this was a show that was uh, a bit artsy, a bit testy. Uh, and I honestly, in my opinion, I think maybe they didn't, they didn't know what to do with it. They didn't know what block to play it. I don't know if they knew to play it during the day or at the same time as Rugrats or, you know, Cat Dog, a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, but, you know, after seeing it all these years and just remembering, I remember this being a late night cartoon. I remember not getting too much scope, uh, not too much uh, attention. Um, it just being one of those shows that plays at night, no questions asked, right? 
but just the characters you know you've got this ant taking care of uh these three other little ants you got those flies always eating garbage now those flies i got a funny story about those flies there used to be a book and this is another reason why i remember the show but there used to be a book in, uh, in my elementary school library and it was something about malaria. I don't know. It had a whole bunch of diseases. Like, it talked about a whole bunch of diseases people get, you know, meant for kids to read and get an early understanding on on viruses and stuff like that. But I remember these two flies being there in the picture. And I always wondered, like, uh, you know, I always had this thought in my mind. It's like, is there something going on with Santo Baguito and this, you know, and... And this book on malaria, or are they just using the characters? I, you know, as an eight-year-old, you're not asking too much questions, but you're wondering what what the hell are these two flies doing in a, in some kind of like, uh, you know, elementary school science book, if you will. But yeah, just a great show nonetheless. Just a lot of wackiness, a lot of morals, uh, and then you got there's a ladybug there. Isn't it funny how every time you you see a ladybug in cartoons and movies. Well, when I say anytime, I mean, I've only seen two references, but the one from A Bug's Life, the, the ladybug's always the macho character. It's got to be the opposite of a ladybug, right? Stereotypical lady. Uh, you know, this guy's wearing gloves like he's ready to kick some ass. Yeah, and, and the same thing with those two flies. I think it's the same two flies. They've got the same attitude, the same mannerisms as, this, as those two flies from uh, Bug's Life. So yeah, watching this and watching Bugs Life, you can see a lot of similarities. The characters, the way the the way the different uh, bugs have personalities based off their species. And look, there's a larva. I, okay, now I'm remembering that larva with the cowboy hat. Used to hang out there. Let's see, law. The law is your friend. Getting a little, getting a little education on the outlaws. Yeah, look at that art style. Just look at that TV. Doesn't that remind you of Ariel Monsters? Wouldn't you think Ipkiss or a Crumb would come out of there? You know, fuck shit up. <laughs> I love I love this art style. I love the way it's done. You know, Duckman. That's another show that comes to mind when I watch this. I'm thinking of Duckman. I'm thinking of... You know, I'm thinking of all the Arlene Class Kikabor Supo shows that have come out throughout the years. And just... Uh, you know, I got a little tear going. I'm not going to lie to you folks. I got a little tear coming down my cheek thinking about this because Santo Baguito, that's so under the radar. It's so unheard of. And even after all these years, even my myself did not realize that this was, a, you know, made by the same creators as Rugrats. I had no idea and until I watched an episode later on in, uh, in life and then started questioning and watching it and going, hang on a sec. The, these characters are acting a little bit kind of like Sue and, uh, you know, Stu and uh, what's her face from Rugrats, the parents from Rugrats. They've got the, those little those little attitudes and mannerisms. So now they got to sign up on this lawyer form. Oh, good. So this is the good conscience. So see, they've got little morals, little, little things to teach kids. Now, like I said, the show was aired in the middle of the night well like i said maybe nine nine between seven and ten let's put it that way but it was no, by no means a showcase show to, meant to be watched by a lot of kids it's because i think a lot of the jokes were more mature like look at this they're talking about this lawyer coming in and having these two dumb flies sign something it's a little lesson for y'all out there you know take with you if you will don't be a fly don't just sign anything read it before listen to that good lady that aunt lady like, she's your aunt. 
and there's a lawyer trying to feed you some cookies, trying to entice you. You guys like cookies, right? Well, go ahead and sign. Just a typical lawyer. That's funny. Just fun to think. Fun to think about all the uh, different ideas they got for this and how they might have implemented it in, in their future shows. But like I said, this show, like, look, I was only able to get six episodes of this show I was able to find. And I know there's at least nine episodes. I don't know too much on the, you know, the wiki part of it, if you will, like the the history of all the characters. I'm sure there's hardcore diehard fans out there. Probably there's a good 20 of you out there. <laughs> I don't know. I'm shitting on the show. I shouldn't be shitting on the show. Look, like I said, not a lot of people knew about this show. It was, uh, it was brushed under the radar, uh, meant to make room for Duckman and, you know, Rugrats and all those shows. And maybe they did, she just didn't get enough time to finish it or work on it or get it going to the, you know, the place where she wanted to. Now, these are cool characters here. You've got this little moth and then... Oh, the dragonfly lady. I remember her. That's right. She was always crazy. She was always wacky. The cool character. Yeah, like I said, each character's got their own personality. They're, but when I say personality, I don't just mean generic. Like, they're, going, they're pushing the envelope here, even in this little show with a few episodes. Think about it. I, imagine... Seth MacFarlane, or imagine anybody with a mainstream show, you know, uh, oh, God, Trey, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Just imagine uh, they had to work extra hard just to showcase their show. Imagine they made something before South Park and before, you know, Santa versus Jesus. Uh, you know, they weren't expecting to become animators. They were just making it because they loved it. But Arlene Klask and Gaborg Supo, these guys are pushing the envelope. They're trying to get into network TV. They're working hard at making cartoons, and this is one of their first shows. This is one of her first shows, I should say. And what do you think she's going to do? She's going to work her ass off to try and get noticed, to, to get more work, to get, you know, to get signed on with Nickelodeon or whoever's going to, whichever big cartoon network's going to sign on with them to take on the show. You know, like today, uh, today, honestly, I'm going to say it's a lot easier to make a TV show or cartoon than it was back then. Back then, think about it. You had Nickelodeon, maybe Cartoon Network came in a little later on, uh, but that was it. Now you've got Netflix. If you got a cartoon, if you got an idea for a cartoon, you put on Netflix. If you got an idea, uh, you know, an idea for a cartoon, uh, you can put it online. You put it on YouTube. Somebody will pick it up. Somebody will see. At least you get the option to have people see it, see your idea. But back then, good luck. And if you got the opportunity, well, holy shit, you made the best opportunity you could out of it, right? And I, that's why I don't want to dismiss the show. This is why I've actually felt like watching it, or just even taking a glance at it, seeing. Seeing the stuff I can remember, the little the little portions of it that went under the radar, that went under the rug, missed after all these years. And I love the simplicity of it. Just, you know, watching the way the colors are drawn, the way the animation's drawn. It it, it okay. It it has that Rugrats feel, it's got that uh you know, that duckman feel, but it's got its own uniqueness to it. Just the landscape, the way they draw it, the way the you know, the characters are portrayed. It's a little bug world, and I think uh, it's safe to do a lot of things in those little bug worlds. You can get away with a lot more than, say, a more realistic uh, society show like uh, like Rugrats or As Told by Ginger, or, you know, you know, Wild Thornberries. This show here can push the uh, you know the envelope a little bit more. And okay, talking about obsolete weird shows. Okay, now this one being one, wouldn't it be fun? I mean, I say this for most shows, but. I think it would be interesting or at least cool to see maybe some concept art or uh, maybe just a, some kind of a, 
uh, you know, something from the original creator, Aline Klasky, just a, a little commemorable piece, maybe even a drawing, an art piece, just showcasing these characters. That just got me thinking. Imagine, okay, uh, I mean, they do the cons, right? They must do some comic cons, right? Or uh, cartoon conventions, something like that. They must do something like Arlene Klasky. I wonder how many fans have stood in line and asked them to sign a piece of uh, a, piece, a piece of Santa Begito memorabilia. If you've got a piece of Santa, you know, Santa Begito memorabilia signed by Arlene Klasky, I think I think you're in the money. I think you're gonna have a good item there. Keep it for a while. Now, this show still under the radar, even after all the internet come out, after everything, I'm sure it might, might have got a little bit more light on it, but, God, I've, I never hear anybody talk about this show. In fact, I'm the only person that I know of that knows this show. I mean, I don't know that many people, but just it just goes to show, this is a show I've kept to myself for all these years, a show that I've had in the back of my mind, you know, be sitting on the bus or sitting on a, a plane ride, whoever, one of your friends, say, hey, you remember Santa Begito? Everybody says no. Nobody remembers this show. And that's why I'm just trying to talk about it. Maybe give it a little bit more light uh, and just bring it, you know, just bring it back to the attention of people. If you guys like cartoons, if you guys love Rugrats, anything done by Arlene Klasky, Gabor Supo, you guys like Ariel Monsters, you know, Rugrats, As Told by Ginger, Wild Thornberries, Duckman, for Pete's sake. If you like any of those shows, um, it's it's not that bad of an idea to check this one out. Now, you might... Now, I think, if I'm remembering back back in the day, I think I didn't like this show when I was a kid. I thought it was a little too dull. I thought the coloring was a little too... I don't know what the word to use, but I'm going to say too 90s. I was too accustomed to certain shows in the 90s so that when this show came out at night, I thought of it like Daria. I thought it was, in a way, simplistic. I, I, I couldn't pay attention till the end. Now, that's 100% on me. Um, like I said, uh, over the course of many episodes, uh, my attention span was not always there. Unless you were battling somebody and there was a huge you know, cliffhanger, for me to go through each joke as a you know, a seven, eight, nine-year-old, it'd be a little tough. That's why Beast Wars and Reboot, those are great shows for uh, a kid like myself to get into. But Santo Begito, just the fact that it was on, just the fact that it played, and I, you know, I was confined to my viewing quarters, if you will. I mean, I was I was in the basement. I wanted to lock down my my uh, my viewing time. I know my parents were said, the minute you come upstairs, they're going to ask you, hey, you ready to go to bed? Hell no. So I'd stay downstairs, watch the shows that I hated, even though I didn't want to, just to get to the good stuff, just to get to that reboot or that Beast Wars, you know, Beasties in Canada, Beast Wars, up at uh, 10, 11 o'clock at night. And then, you know, on occasion, they would have Shadow Raiders, which is another great Friday night show. If I could, if I could give you like a top, top five Friday night cartoon show, you know, just viewing, just from back in the day, stuff that I remember playing on Friday night, stuff that would have, uh, you know, made made me watch just for whatever sake. Like I'm, like I said, the Hit List, that show I hated. I hated watching music videos. I thought it was boring. I thought, hey, fuck, for fuck's sake, every week it's the same music videos, just in a different order. And you got the host talking, which was probably the best part of the show. The hosts would talk, you know, Tarzan Dan and all those guys. They would talk and give you their opinion on the music, talk, you know, give a little intro to the song. And then you'd have Daria. And then you'd have, uh, uh, I think at one point they had student bodies. Um, but then if you waited long enough, okay, if you if you were lucky to wait long enough, or if you flipped the channel over to Teletoon and you, got, you caught yourself an episode of The Tick, 
but like I said, if you're lucky enough, you waited, you stayed up till 10, 10.30, now you got the good shows. You got Reboot, you got Beast Wars, Shadow Raiders. And then if you got that little bonus, a little cherry on the top, you stayed up till like midnight or 11.30, then you got the Oblongs, you got all those other wacky shows, and you got a little bit of anime shows, a little bit of darker animes like Death Note uh, that would have played, you know, Inuyasha, Bleach, stuff that would have played maybe later on at night, not meant for a younger audience, maybe more for a teenage viewing. Like I said, back in the 90s, the internet was not what it is today. So if you wanted to watch cartoons, you pretty much did it on the TV. You found that spot, which is which is an adventure in itself. And along that, you know, along that route, along that adventure route, you find yourself with cartoons like this, like Santo Begito. Just, uh, just for me, like I said, a generic 90s cartoon. I never thought much of it, but after after seeing it, and it, you know, like I said, the hit list didn't like it. Santo Begito didn't like it as much. Daria didn't like it. You're watching it years later, and you start to appreciate these these things a little more. You start to appreciate the artistic talent, the uh, the meaning, what they were trying to do, all the effort they put into it. You know, as a kid, you're not thinking about these things. All you want is action. You wanna you wanna get your fill and then go to bed and wake up Saturday morning and get that good dose of Saturday morning cartoons. Who the hell would not want to do that, right? Even today, I'm not gonna lie. Even today, I still get that jitter on Saturday morning, that little tweak in the back of my mind that says, "Hey, buddy." wake up you know you got cartoons downstairs right but i but i like to stay in bed a little longer those days have gone past me but still they're still in the back of my mind I'm st- i've still got that that embedded in my dna of getting up on a saturday morning and watch cartoon and the same thing with staying up late on a friday night to watch late night cartoons and right now we're looking at uh you know 154 in the morning almost 2 a.m and uh who would have thought that years later you know, the year 2020, be watching Santa Begito on a Friday night, just like those years back. Now, granted, it's a little bit later than than usual, but still, at this point, time is a little different for me when I'm older. I've, I, I do feel, you know, a half hour is not the same half hour when you're 9, 10 years old. Uh, I'll tell you that. It goes a lot faster when you're older. But still, just the idea, the concept of sitting down, just viewing these old cartoons. Later on, I'm going to maybe watch another episode on my own and and just see what it's all about. And, uh, but yeah, so check it out if you haven't. If you guys are still listening to the podcast, I thank you for that. I really, I really appreciate you guys sticking around. Um, check out some of the other stuff I've done, other uh, episodes of different TV shows. I'm going to keep doing more. I'm going to keep posting more content, just talking about things. And honestly, the whole point of this podcast for myself personally is just to, uh, you know, keep a little memory log of uh, how I felt about these shows while I've while I've got my mind, while I've got these memories still in my in my head, and maybe who knows, maybe ten years down the road from now, I'll be listening to them again and uh, and having a little mini conversation with myself, if you will. So I thought that would be a good idea, and uh, yeah. So let's get back to the show here and see what's going on. Right now it's black screen. I'm assuming they they cut for commercial. Now you've got the ant lady lighting a lantern. Those old school lanterns, those are pretty sweet. So I'm guessing that lawyer's just having, you know, running amuck in her, uh, in her little, little venture here. She's trying to, and now the ants had enough. She goes, "That does it. I'm gonna kick your ass." Oh, she just went into a little ant hill, got her business suit. She's like, "Listen, I'm lowering up. You get your lawyers. I'll get mine. I got my people. You get your people." Uh, even even the bugs wearing the judge uh, the judge's hat. 
God, you got to hate. I mean, look, if you're a lawyer out there, you got to do your job, right? But I, I don't know. I don't like lawyers. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not a big fan of them, uh, especially criminal defense lawyers. I mean, they're making a living defending or trying to get somebody that's done a crime, get them off. I mean, of course, there's some people that don't deserve to go to jail. I get that. But it's just, for the most part, you, you got to kind of, you know, put your emotions on the side. And if you put your emotions on the side long enough, I feel like you stop being human. And uh, So basically, I'm saying you lawyers aren't human. <laughs> Sorry, lawyers. You got to find a new job. <laughs> but now, look, check this out. So right now they're in the, I guess, the, the tribunal, and the lawyer just lost. What's going on here? Oh, there's a little bug. Oh, God. Okay. I just had a little flashback. I'm sure you guys maybe maybe have had this as well. It's uh, James and the Giant Peach. Remember when they're inside the peach and you've got the larva, you've got the ladybug, you've got all the different bug characters in claymation format, which is another great movie. Yeah, I think, I think it was it Tim Burton that did that one as well. But what a great movie. And uh, some of the bugs in here. So, so bugs do have a personality. And this show... I'm trying to think of another show that would have done it before this show. Like, think about it. James and Giant Peach came out later. A Bug's Life came out later. Um, what would have been another show before Santo Baguito to show ants and ladybugs and all those, you know, flies with personalities? I, I mean, I, I'm drawing a blank right now, but I'm sure there was something. Maybe a Hanna-Barbera. But even then, those, those cartoons, those old cartoons by Hanna-Barbera were more to be... Or in my opinion, was seemed to be more of a uh, a Bugs Bunny esque um, personality. Like th- this show here, just is so deep. It's so precise. They'll keep an episode going for twenty three minutes on these bug characters. Uh, you know, the whole way through. Just the attention span. You got to sit down and watch this. There's that bug again, the one with the hat. I would say he's my favorite character. I, I, after watching all the characters, I think the two flies are on there but there's that uh yeah yeah like, i don't know what he is a centipede or something no he's not a centipede i don't know what he is but he's wearing an artist hat you know what i mean the french uh painting hat now the episode's almost over i just want to reminisce over one more thing if i could look when this show played okay like i said it played around the hit the you know the time of the hit list but there was there was this little thing on YTV where after an episode of something like Daria or whatever it was, Hit List, there'd be a little music video that would play in between episodes. And I remember one of the episodes in particular, I remember was, um, I don't remember the name of the song, but look, I'm sure if I sing it or if I fucking hum it, you'll remember it, it goes, um, sucks to be you, I know, I know, sucks to be you, I know it's true. Okay, I'm sure you guys... If you Google that, those lyrics, you find that song, just watch the music video. I'm sure it's called Sucks to Be You or something, right? But the music video reminded me very much of this show, just the way it was drawn, the way it was done. And that's something I'm going to look into. I'm going to just take a look and see that music video after this episode and just just to get an idea. Actually, maybe we'll do it together. How's that? That'll be fun. We'll do a little extra bonus uh, viewage and just see uh, see what that was. Oh, no, and see right here, guys, you remember at the end of the episode, if you guys do remember Santa Baguito, there was always those three ants with uh, with those hats, those Mexican hats, and uh, and they would always sing something about the moral or, you know, the story. 
Okay, I've got it, guys. I found I found the name of the song. It's it's Prozac. It's by Prozac, and it's called Sucks to Be You. Okay, that's the end of the episode, guys. We're going to go ahead and pause that episode. Now, I just want you to go to Google and type Sucks to Be You, okay, by Prozac. Okay, and just take a look at the picture that shows up. you got the three girls and the guy in the middle. Now, now tell me, okay, you're a kid in the 90s, and you've just watched Santo Baguito. And then this music video comes on. Yeah, Prozac. And it came out, I honestly think it came out when the hit list was playing. And I might have, you know, took it for a small little segment. But I do remember it playing over and over. It did play, like, on Friday, I would say Friday nights around 9, 10 o'clock. This fucking song would come on after an episode or something. Spend, like, three minutes. Let's click on it, see how long the song is. I'm just curious. Okay, three minutes and 30 seconds. Okay, now click play on... Click play on that song. Sorry, it's a little bit loud there. Click play on that song and just look at the scenery. Look at the, you know, everything going around. Wouldn't that fucking fit perfectly right after Daria, right between Santo Baguito, and then you've got this song that comes on, and you're questioning yourself, who the fuck is singing this song? What is this song? And after seeing it all these years, it was a great song. After, like, humming it in the back of my head, it, heck, for Pete's sake, it stuck with me. Um... But just uh, just something to think about. If you guys remember that, if you guys remember YTV playing, uh, playing Prozac, sucks to be you, in between you know Santa Baguito and Daria or Hitlist and uh, Reboot somewhere around there. If you guys do have that memory, please let me know in the comments. I, I'm I'm honestly really, I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to see what what else you remember from that time. It was just, it was just a time that was really unique. A lot of uh, experimental music, a lot of different shows. Like I said, Santa Baguito didn't stay long on the air. But, you know, it did stick with me. Even though it wasn't on the air for very long, it, I, I do remember it. Uh, I even remember the name. Yeah. Well, actually, I didn't remember the name for a good while. I remember typing online, uh, Bug Cartoon, Cartoon with Bugs and Ants. And then I actually found it, uh, luckily because, you know, the creators of uh, Rugrats are so big. Uh, and when any of their shows they've made, you just got to go through the IMBD and see what they've done. And that pops up. So, yeah, guys, uh, with that being done, I'm going to finish off here by listening to that song, Sucks to Be You, and uh, by Prozac. And I hope you do, too. And I hope you guys hit the like button, subscribe, check out the content. If you guys just want to listen to me on uh, on Shopify, not Shopify, on Spotify, I'm on Spotify, iTunes, you know, TuneIn Radio. Uh, you know, all, all the major ones. You want to go on Twitter, uh, you'll find me on Twitter. Just type Tune Along on uh, on Google and you'll find my content. If you guys want to hit me up with uh, some suggestions or some ideas, uh, much appreciated, honestly. Uh, and, and like I said, in the near future, I'm going to be doing more videos, more personal videos on, you know, toys and items that I've cre- uh, collected. And I'm thinking of maybe doing a little bit of video game play. I'm not the, I'm not the greatest gamer. I never claimed to be. Uh, honestly, I fucking suck shit. But I do enjoy popping in an old video game just to just to get that get that smell again of it, you know, get that feel, get the uh, the memory muscles twerking again in the fingers and the thumbs, and just have a little fun with it. So, so yeah, thanks for stopping by, guys. Hope you guys are being safe out there. All the best to you and your family, and uh, we'll be talking soon. All right, take care now. Bye bye. You just listened to a Tune Along podcast. If you like what you heard or have any comments or feedback, don't hesitate to check out more on iTunes, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio, as well as Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for more info. I'll see you next time. Ciao!